0: Him oh, him. The Dose The This okay. is the real life most interesting man in the world.
1: Yes, you are.
0: Yeah. Yes, you are. Grenada knows who you
1: said you live here in the neighborhood? Yeah, two blocks yeah. up. I try to Don't be Grinetta going to out the store to shop
0: with us no, today saying, you Don't be telling them. Granetta, you know you're welcome in Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you That's my dad there. You got a little secret place in the Yeah. So we're getting ready to start an interview, y'all, with the most interesting man in the world, the real one, Barry Banks. And uh, that was an introduction. Granetta was coming into the store shop, and I just met her out there on the street. So Barry Banks, without any introduction other than that, please come join me. The most interesting man in the world, for real. We're going to cover this. Barry has been. Banks. Yeah, a, with that introduction the people want to know yeah. the most interesting man in the world the real most interesting man in the world he's just been out wood walking you know you don't look the same with you know it's walking on
1: now well I've got hair but it's cold it's if you notice outside it's cold it is
0: particularly cold
1: so and this is just the right temperature to be wearing so I just go and wear it
0: the table we're actually sitting at was actually donated to the Common Market by Barry Banks. This was actually a, a table from your house, right? Mm.
1: It's my breakfast table in the kitchen. Yeah.
0: yeah. What's happening, Dad? Hanging out? Grab a chair. So, my dad just showed up. Again, you're, we're at the Common Market where we record FM Missions podcasts. FM Mission and FMMission.com is for people on a mission in arts, entrepreneurship, and activism. My friend Barry Banks here, like I said, that was one of the most interesting intros the show in the world. Did you get Greta? Granada. Granada. Grenada. I met her on the street, actually. She was looking for an open place well, she'd come in here, to buy some things. cigs. That's yeah. what she was looking for down yeah. the road. She yeah. came back in, and I loved her spirit. So she, She's a good girl. With that introduction, Barry Banks, he is the founder of the Red Tail Land Conservancy. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: I am, I so. But uh, your, your story is much, much more interesting and crazy than that. So you're a sailor for US Navy I mean, and, and also a drinks
1: yes USS, USS Jack SSN 605 and USS Dace, daCE both fishes You the yeah. see SSN 607 you were a oh, law 40?
0: clerk how about it? you once were a temporary White House staff member What was
1: that to for Gerald Ford
0: and you actually you put a ten year career in with GE as a project manager and sales consultant. Oh was. Was this in the years of Neutron Jack? I don't think so. You know who Neutron Jack is? Not yet. Jack Welch. Oh oh yeah, I I, was. Mean,
1: I never. The I never, hell are we talking about, oh, baby. man? Jack. Neutron Jack. I mean, that was a long going. I never. You know, him in him him the me. same room with him. Oh yeah. He, but he was the CEO at the time. Yeah, he was, I, and and uh, he was smart and dynamic, and and everybody, I mean, one of the things you liked about working for GE, in addition to that, they paid you pretty well, and if you made money for them, you got lots of stuff in return, and you know, bonuses, and yeah. money, and cash, and stuff, you know. And Neutron Jack was a perfect leader. I mean, everybody loved Jack Love. Did they? Oh yeah. We, well, we did. Yeah, we, we have a ten- <laughs> history. Has a, world, right, tendency,
0: history has a tendency sometimes to see successful people in a very critical light. And so, y- your experience
1: well, working with Welch was you liked to be under his. I like, yeah, like that's them. great to hear. They treated their employees consistently. Yeah, you, you know it's like they stood with, with, with and, and see that. And consistency is is kind of a difficult thing to maintain.
0: Uh, Brian Lau, a friend of both of ours, right, started the Muncie Girl Festival. I mean, this was one of the things that he did as his tenure at Downtown Development.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know Brian. Yeah. I, know he, I, yeah. I knew he did that.
0: Brian said, Mike, I can tell you the key to success in one word. And I said, I don't know about that. Yeah. And he said, I could And he said, consistency. He said, you throw it all else out the window. It doesn't matter.
1: As long as you're consistent, especially with groups of people that are a team of whatever sort and layers. If if their leader is being consistent, the people who walk in that scenario, you start no you start you start feeling comfortable because yeah. the guy at the helm is gonna it's gonna steer a steady course.
0: Yeah, it's true. If if it feels like that person knows where they're going, right? Like you if he starts
1: going like this, i have going off for years on doing something really weird or something different. Yeah, then you, you're not as secure. I mean,
0: so that's again one of the many stories that we're going to get into, and then again you founded the
1: Redtail Land Conservancy.
0: How long yeah. ago now? Uh,
1: uh, in '99. 1999 So what, that's 21 years ago March.
0: we we're talking yeah. earlier that uh, There are a lot more of the land trust different kinds of things like that today, but in 1999 That probably was not near as common as a concept, was it?
1: I didn't know anything about it. I, I first learned about it in 1998. <laughs> So that's what we're going to get yeah. into at the show. One of the points of
0: FM mission is, again, to empower artists, entrepreneurs, and activists. And for you, you're, you're a land activist. Would you say that? That's one way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your mission is for the land.
1: It's a phrase that I coined when I was first writing, uh, one of the very first letters for And I didn't know how to it. I'd say, you know, yours truly. You know, <laughs> sincerely, you mean like, what? What day are you gonna come up with? At three o'clock, I was in my kitchen. I'm trying to figure out how to end this letter. Three o'clock a.m. That's it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of those. And it, and it just dawned on me. For the land. Wait a minute. Nobody there to talk to, you, but I'm going, wait a minute. That sounds pretty good. So I just wrote it down. It's four for the land.
0: That's how you signed it off, the first letter? For the land, very nice. What we're talking. I can hear some good bluegrass in the background. I'm gonna pause that real quick.
1: Yeah. So that's how, that's how I started using that, and I liked it. I liked the sound of it. I liked the cadence of it. I liked everything about that phrase. And so when we uh when we named, we had the good fortune to go ahead and, and, and turn Redtail into an entity, a real a real force in our community. And I use, I never stop using that phrase. For the Your land. website for Redtail Land Conservancy is ForTheLand.org. Yeah. That's right.
0: And then uh, you have a concern. I ran that
1: into the ground, dude, a number of times, but it, it doesn't, it keeps coming back up.
0: Well, I'm I a big, one of the reasons fmmission.com is FM Mission, right? There's FM Music and there's FM Media. But uh, FM Mission is about being on a mission when what drives you is bigger than simply um, the finance but not just the finance right if what you're doing is a calling more than a business yeah. that's yeah. to me that and, yeah. and that's what this is about is inspiring people and so when I hear for the land I have no doubt what your mission but I know you well we're gonna get into all this right is that is part of really who you are yeah right
1: besides the most interesting
0: you uh, so let's get into the most so from that we're gonna learn the story of how Barry's often been uh, told he is the most interesting he looks like the most interesting man in the world and I drank a few doses of keys with him. Oh. Uh, it's in just Folly Beach, yeah. Uh Christy yeah. Barbara Williams said it's I'm not it was a contest who talked the most and I'm not sure which one won.
1: Yeah. But they both <laughs> lost their voice. But they both lost their voice. <laughs> You're coming off losing your voice now. Aren't you? I just I've just regained my voice. singing in the back room of the comedy yeah, market in uh, the studio. So, when then you get that, then you got too much coffee, you got too much smoke, and you got the temperature change when it goes from like 60 to 29. Yeah, it so is. Yeah, and you're outside, you breathe, and my vocal cord just, they take a big When, I,
0: when I was sleeping in the uh, teardrop camper in Charleston in the backyard, there was a couple cold nights that uh, I woke up and my voice right. was gone. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get into that. Um, get what you did, and that's what this part of the mission is. If somebody has a mission like yours, and I want to pick your brain on that and really get into details that uh, only somebody with you know 20 plus years experience right. in land right. uh, conservancy work would know, and so going from there, you found this. Company. You've now retired from this organization, yes, right? Yes, sir. And we were talking before this, and I thought some very interesting. I asked you what a land trust was exactly, legally. Nah. and you said it's actually a non-profit,
1: 4501c3. Right, so, a 501c3. Land Trust is a
0: non-profit that simply has a mission of yeah. land Protecting conservancy. Land. Yeah. And, and as long as you right you you uh, you dot your eyes across your T's, right? That's
1: it's really complicated as most things worthwhile are. But we we sat on on a mission and, and, and next the next to decide How you're going to accomplish the mission, and really, you did it with Redtail with two different devices. One, you acquired title of land, and two, you recorded conservation agreements on land that prevented any sort of development or disturbance or any level. I mean, you can write each one, and so there's really only two vehicles for accomplishing that mission, and that you just are just trying to take as many acres. Out of circulation, if you will, or keep them in a natural state, or keep them in production right. sometimes.
0: because well, there's eco production. Right? I mean, there is eco. Yeah, I mean the ecosystem that. Or,
1: or there's land around. You have a natural area, and you have producing land around it. And if you can't acquire title to those adjacent lands, you do that too. Well, as and, a buffer.
0: Well, and when we're talking about you say we. And so you decided that you wanted to start a land trust. That's right. Yeah. And so you just said we like we we decided. What do you, I mean? How does that board come? Of to director, yeah. So you say a board of directors. So yeah.
1: so how does this? How did you get a board of directors? Uh, I called a public meeting. At, at Minnetrista, and eighty-three people
0: came. Minnetrista here Minatrista in Muncie. In, uh,
1: Cultural Center here in Muncie, Yeah, eighty-three people came. There was an existing land trust in Indianapolis called the Central Indiana Land Trust Inc. silky and I called them, and asked them if they would come down and give a presentation at Minnetrista, which everybody knows about, it, right. to to public so for land trust. And they said, yeah, they looked at it as an outreach uh, presentation, but they've been at it for about ten years. So they, and they're, they're some really smart people. So they should have did a presentation at Minnetrista. People, the whole thing was like nodding. Everybody just going, yeah, yeah. And see, when I first came across the idea, I had been an activist at some times, a volunteer, a patron, if you will, to environmental organizations all my adult life, period.
0: Like one, take an example. Uh, Sarah
1: Club. You're right, So. Uh, Defenders of Wildlife. Yeah, yeah. So um, you were a supporter. Greenpeace. A... I did yeah. some missions with Greenpeace.
0: Did you? I told you about this most interesting man in the world.
1: So, I did. So, so tell
0: me a Greenpeace mission, because I hear the word Greenpeace, but what does that mean exactly? Uh, what the hell
1: did you okay, do? Got Jonah out of the well's mouth. Uh, we put a plug in the discharge pipe, uh, Gary. On Lake Michigan, it's a big freaking. So the plug wasn't quite as big as this table. But it say that one more time. You? I said it. I didn't stutter. Say it again. I want to clarify. That? You put a plug the size of this table. Not quite. Almost that size. Well, thank you for clarifying. Well, you know, I'm trying to. In a hole in Lake Michigan? In, no, no, in a discharge pipe from a steel mill in Lake Michigan, and people got arrested. People got pissed off, and we wanted them to be pissed off because we were pissed off because they were dumping shit in Lake Michigan. And, and so you guys,
0: <laughs> you guys went and plugged the hole. Got arrested? Did you get arrested? I know no, I didn't. Get friends did
1: right.
0: Right. I uh, they let him go I mean they did what
1: yeah so yeah it, it's
0: yeah. one strategy right? I told you this is our so time those are
1: issue oriented So you groups. start
0: out as an activist for land uh, over time that's what you love for the, for Welcome the, Alicia the to the show
1: yeah for the planet yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, Alicia, and you are coming to you from the common uh, this is we're in the middle of our mission as we do this yeah. so so, but, so you started as an environmental activist, yeah, you and friends you know, going in? And a patron. And a patron. Meaning like you get things like paid member of volunteer club and a volunteer. volunteer, yeah. volunteer what well, some of the volunteer work you did to get in? Well,
1: I was on a conservation yeah. committee. Yeah. I was chair of a conservation committee, and we talked about that earlier. For the local Audubon, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that because that's a whole story. But we'll do that a little bit. So you, were so that kind of stuff. Here, I mean, I, I was capable. I had did. skills I mean, where I, I could, did. I could do clerical work. I could do public speaking. Right. I could do you know, a do, I number. Did. I could do legal work. Yeah, I, could, exactly I could draft thing, legal. I mean, like I had a skill set right, that I could not not do not a lot for an organization of any sort. I just chose to do it with environmental. Oh.
0: Right. So th- this was a passion. This was part of your it mission of life. Passion, right? right. You were just—it's
1: it's, a passion—is a key word.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, that's well. That's what F mission, like I said, is for people that there's plenty of business podcasts out there. This is if you're on a mission, right? And you're sitting in this place, b- Banks, with me for years. We've been building this mission, right? I'm, I'm not, not bullshitting. we are right. on a mission. You know, this is not. Nah.
1: You have man. to stay focused. We yeah. talked about that. You have to work your tail off. Speaking uh, of working period. your tail off, Probably I would think, hours.
0: Yeah, Well, speaking of working your tail off in hours, I would think that from activist, which a lot of times people have an uh, idea of maybe punk kid. Yeah, now, there's activism worth doing, right? I mean, uh, uh, I've absolutely. been arrested myself. Oh, absolutely. absolutely.
1: Um, there are
0: some that could be a waste of time, right? But, so, but yeah, but that's no, right. that's
1: crap. That's crap.
0: Um, but how do you go then from that to a guy that actually starts a 501c3 nonprofit land conservancy? How many acres did you guys have when you retired from there? And it's still going, right? Yeah, when I say you well, retired, the organization yeah, yeah.
1: continues? 2,701. 2,701 and acres? That's the number. So there's two a guy thousand, that, that's 2,000. There's, there's a guy a, or a girl only that, took your, in that. <laughs> that took over There's only one that. took over Borgman. So, Julie Borgman. I know Julie, worked, she, Yeah, you know Julie. Jim she, Borgman's uh, wife. Oh, For a he's yeah, very, she great so, people, she, so is she. she. was so capable. She was a much better manager, organized organization manager, than I ever dreamed about her. She was natural for it. She's really good. She's real smart. She's an excellent writer. So, she's the executive director. She's now. the executive yeah. director now. She's doing like so, I said, I do know
0: the Borgmans, and that doesn't surprise me, you know, she's, at all. I love Jim. I have some great stories of when Jim and I were board members together in the downtown development, and he actually defended me in a case that uh, involved business. It was not a criminal case. It was all uh,
1: tax stuff, you. you know? So, yeah, you couldn't have anybody better on your case than Jim Borg. I was, was thankful, and, and yeah. for
0: whatever reason, I'll, you know, Jim just believed in me and my commitment to downtown, and so I said, Jim, I don't know what's you happening, don't. but I need to talk to you. And he said, it's okay, I got you. That's a whole other story, but that's a true story. The character of Jim Morgan, he never asked it, never made a, a is, deal of it, right?
1: He is so low-key. Yeah. He is so low-key and so capable at the same time. He really knows his stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I used to... I, that's a great I, my first office red, The of red, capable. Yeah, the, the first office was in the uh, Ontario... Or Muncie Power Park, excuse me. Muncie Power Products building on the first floor. It was a, literally a broom closet. But there was enough square footage to put a desk and a, and a bookcase, pictures, files, couple of pieces, you know, uh, uh, copy machine, facts. I bought it all in one beat and sat there. But well,
0: 1999 it was a different world.
1: You know, we got that office uh, 13 months after. Uh, first meeting, I talked about. Yeah. So yeah, if you're at months after that first public meeting, we had raised enough money to get an office and hire a full-time staff person. And so, I'm told that that's just. It sounds like
0: it. I've been had to be. So how? When you say that you raised. So yeah, when you say you raised the money. Yeah. How did you do that? Grants.
1: Right? I, we, where did you not, start? Now yeah, I know where well, that was. It was like it came. It started with. You're going to have to do this, all volunteer banks. And I was told this by a board member, all volunteer banks, because this operation money is the most difficult money to raise. And you know what I said to him? I said, well, I'll bring it on. I got time. I'll do it. He's going, OK, end of conversation. So we did it for a year. And it, we got we got the nuts and bolts of the corporation and the not for side. You status. volunteered for this year? Yeah. This first the, year. Yeah, right? yeah, it was all volunteer. I got a I got an award for a volunteer special uh, 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 a visa award or whatever the hell they are here in Muncie. And that uh, guy called me and he said, we uh, you've been you've been uh, awarded a volunteer it's a VENA or VIPA or something. A big deal. I'm going, Really? I thought he was talking about my credit card and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. And he said, No, you've been you nominated and you've been you've been awarded the status and you're gonna be given an award at a public meeting if you want options, sure. So I did that first year as a volunteer. And but I had a I had a st- stupid job and stuff. It was alright, I was making money, I had a household, I had a mortgage, I had two kids, I had a wife that work, sitting up in the woods south of town, in a little bungalow, in there, you know so I said, "Yeah, okay." But then, within 13 months, we had, we had uh, we had a couple board members that had been every meeting, and they're sitting there. We're trying to get through the process of establishing this this company. So, the non-profit entity, the non-profit entity, but it's still a company. You're talking about fashion. You got to run it like a company. You got what you just do. It's just a not-for-profit company, and so. I want you to explain that right
0: after this, but go ahead.
1: But he, so he told, he went out with me one day, his name was Charles Mortensen. Charles Mortensen, Ball State professor. He he says, Banks, uh, what's what's the lowest amount of money you could take for a one year salary? Well, I hate those questions, because they don't give you any numbers. I said, well, whatever it is, I'm gonna have to talk to my wife she we ran the budget we, we had a budget and we weren't and I had you know
0: like said, I, you're not independently wealthy no right? I,
1: absolutely not and, you know some people think that I am you know what I didn't when I
0: first met I met Barry at Doc's musical many years ago and miss Cheryl Crowder said this could be really good or really bad
1: <laughs> sure. That's and exactly right
0: you're right I would have thought maybe you were wealthy right a no, wealthy yeah, landowner. Yeah. Do people think that sometimes because no, of the land I get trust.
1: The, no, I because I you don't actually own this land. No, right, hell banks. no. Right,
0: hell no. So Explain right. the difference what, what a land. So you don't own any land like in that the way. The company does. Right,
1: the company owns it, but that is not. All, like, I'm, all I'm getting out of it financially is a salary.
0: Right. Period. Just like any company. If just some, like if any, any just like
1: any executive.
0: So so, so, so there's probably well, people out there wondering well, how do I how do I create an idea like that and then get. Any
1: salary, right? I mean, how does that? How do you do that? Yeah, I tell you, well, the keys to that starting that soon was the board of directors and the people on the board of directors. So, so this there is wasn't, they, and they, not some of them were, but not all of them. Most of them weren't wealthy people, but they were connected to different uh, foundations around town, and they they regularly Maybe. spoke to. Right, and, and
0: they shared the vision of land we, conservancy. We
1: all shared it, and the thing of it is, and here's and here's the key to what happened to Redtail, is that there were people in those organizations at the top in the corner office of those organizations that were already supporting a land trust in a huge way, period, huge six digits. Right. So yeah, this is one of your
0: differentiators, correct? And so, that you and that's right,
1: so so when they said, oh, you got this you got this, dude that's gonna start a land trust in Muncie, well, let's see what he can do. And once I established the fact that I could do what I said I was gonna do and convinced them that the only way it was gonna happen, the best way for it to happen would be to hire a staff person that could spend all time, all, because the problem with land uh, projects, when you're acquiring them, I and even if you're just doing a conservation easement, which they take time and expertise, and they take time. And a lot of that time is not free time where you're just writing and drafting. You have to have you have to meet with people, right? And you have to meet with them on their terms. And so you could be doing it all hours of the day. Well, if you're at a at a, at a nine to five job, eight hours a day. You miss a lot of contacts. You miss a lot of time. Part
0: of the idea of the FM mission is that for, if yeah. you're on a
1: mission, right, you're gonna have to leave that behind. So this is one reason. And one reason and here's the deal, and here's why, and here's the term, and another one of those C words, is that if you have if you have an organization that is has complicated tasks to perform, you need a champion.
0: We've talked about a this a Champion.
1: Saying that's really important and that's that might be people understand and we say "Well, champion what the hell are you talking about? He's talking about a person who can dedicate his day Day after day after day every day and has the right skill set to perform the tasks And it's nice. So he has to has the right skill set, but he also has to have the
0: and you call this a champion?
1: And he call him a champion. In some terms, some definitions of the word, he is a champion.
0: So, so yeah, in Red Tail, when you first started, were you the champion? Yeah, I was. Always, and you hired a staff person. I hired myself. So you were the first staff person yeah. and the champion. I was a president. So, yeah, you're of the board. so that's your. So for you to do it, like uh, also, I was as still- a musician, I know that I knew that I could not, just like you said, work forty hours a week. And become what i wanted to be as a musician right this is a reality i knew years uh, ago I know you and know, you know how really committed exactly. i am to it right. i've never had a job in years and years and years um so huh. for you right just, so you you were the first person who was hired for the company and this is so you could be the champion
1: i was already the champion. but but i was already but, the champion and there's, that's a good okay. point right because i was the leader of the i was the president of the board of directors the first one Okay. And because somebody had to start, every committee, and you know this, mm-hmm. every committee, every band, every group of people that are, that are wanting to accomplish a task, they have to have a leader, they have to have a chair, if nothing else, just to just to keep organized and yep. to give a, back to that consistency thing. But, you gotta happen, so that's what a yeah. champion is, part of what it is. Part so, of what
0: you're getting to there is, with the leader is, and often you know that can have a bad connotation, but to that me, fly. leader fly. means somebody willing to take responsibility, and that means for their own decisions, and that means right, you can't pass it down the line. I mean, that's what the leader is. The leader doesn't pass the buck farther down the line. But When it all, when, fun, when right, it when the, it, the shit hits the fan, the leader says, I'm the leader,
1: I'm on. in charge. Nah. If we don't make it, it's my fault. Talk to me. Right. Watch Do we have an issue? Okay, well let's have to sit down. I'm the Great. executive director. or champion. And you have to have you have to be able to sit and listen. One of the skills that sometimes is overlooked with a, of a champion or anybody a successful person, a musician. Right. You have to be able to listen, and you have to focus. I mean, you don't have to just be able to give them one ear and half of your brain. You have to be able to sit down and listen and think about what a person is saying. That's what listening is. Right. And a lot of times you'd be hearing what people say, but you'd be calculating what you're gonna say back. Well, where did this matter in your pursuit of
0: the For the Land and the, the Red Tail mission?
1: Well, because you had to talk to a number of kinds of people, one of which, one of the funnest kind of people, one I enjoyed most was talking to landowners. And not only land for the first time, because you just ask them a question. I had a question. We talked about this. I had a question that early on, I would I would ask If somebody called me about land or I knew about land, I called them. so let's go walk the land. That's the first question.
0: And if they usually ever Well, yeah,
1: okay, I'll meet you there. Right, yeah. And so you walk and you and you have a conversation. You start this conversation. You walk around with land. When first, when I had time when I, it was my turn to ask a question, whatever that was, I would ask him, "How do you see this land being 50 years from now?" End the question and let it go. And that would more, more times than not, most times, it was well they would have an answer to that. And yeah.
0: That's when you had to listen to. And that's when you had to listen, because really, why? Listen. I mean. That's
1: right. For, For the because, people what, because it was valuable information because they were the owner. And they and and they had a concern that uh, 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 of the future of this land. And if you were going to get anywhere with them, you had to understand that and know it and see if what you wanted could 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 be coordinated with what they wanted. And a lot of times it could, but, but if you didn't know what, what their long-term vision for their land was, you're just shooting the breeze. Right.
0: Yeah. And so what you're talking about is, especially if you're trying to get your mission accomplished, one of the things I think you're, you're touching on here is nobody can do it on their own, right? You're going to need the oh, cooperation people, right? That, if you're, to do, you're doing landowners at least, right? Board members. And so. If you don't know, you know. If they say when you're selling, and we're all selling. It seems right? if, you're, yeah, if, you're, if you, right. especially if it's a cause, promoting,
1: you're selling, selling the promoting. Yeah, yeah, selling's good.
0: Yeah, uh, and so if if you don't know what is important to the other person, you know, and you're just talking, they tell you, right? You don't don't sell me your screwdriver. Sell me the you know the ease of turning my screws, which you know. Because I don't really care about your screwdriver, right? It's my
1: screws that are the issue. Turning my screws. Turning my screws, right? No, yeah, that's exactly right. So, and, and it's exactly right. And so, if you don't listen to the landowner, you don't even know if they're talking about screws or nails or what the hell we're talking about.
0: Would there be often quite surprising <coughs> uh, reasons or actually important to when you listen and it's not what you thought, but then you uh-huh. go, huh?
1: Well. yeah there was surprises surprises but there was also something else that was that was just as pleasing is that when they would start answering that question they would they would start they would get off topic and they would start talking about how they were going to accomplish it or who else was involved with what other entities persons were involved with the And so it turns into a very complicated conversation because it's not just what I want this dirt to look like or the plants on the dirt. It's like what I want people, how I want my people or those people or you people, how I want you to be involved with this land. And sometimes that would come out in the first conversation. They would be looking for someone to take care of their land after they had gone away and so then but so see that's as a as very complicated yeah, so study right you go a number of different yeah. directions
0: so, so right there you just said that and you and i are working on the plank brothers project yeah. you're, you're consulting with us on the environmental impacts yeah. right. let's say at the end of my life red is still going and i say look and you know you know that you've been to the farm also yeah. i want these properties to stay in perpetuity Continuing the mission that I've started, I could go to Redtail and say,
1: "I have these properties." Well, maybe because here's here's something that I don't think you and I have talked about, and you you liable to just get real freaking excited about this because one <laughs> damn—that's exactly that's where I'm going. Because one of the things that's within the realm of Redtail Land Conservancy, right? that, but they haven't pursued because it's off on a different thing, are historical sites. You can do, see I excited you Yeah, yeah You, you said can I do, I knew you would. Well, you the Brighton Brothers a, is so historical. And it's, it's got his history it's, it's coming out the years. It's, it's the most amazing story, and which will be a whole podcast in itself. Historical issues. Yeah. Is well, then this is what
0: I'm talking, when I and say that-, especially
1: ones that are are carried on for the betterment of the community.
0: As you know, let's say the the studio here, the store which services the community and the farm attached to it over here and the, the brand new 3D manufacturing modern technology facility, right? I want these going to continue to serve. So we never have a situation like we did again where the working class is left out of an equation because of globalization and they're able to exploit cheap labor somewhere else where labor has not had the time to organize. Right, and I wanna help stop that. I could go to you or somebody like you, a well, land trust. Yeah,
1: well, but here's the deal on that. Okay. What what you're achieving by putting a historical easement on a structure is preserving just the structure. Now, and that, that, that puts a damper on, that kind of reels it in because then, a, It doesn't, you could do any number of things in that building. You could have the the roof fly off the building. You could have the doors fall off. You could have cracks in the concrete. You could have a lot of things happen to that building and then the historical easement would come into play. But what you have inside that building operating, be it a press, be it an auto, whatever you have inside that building that's got little to do with the historical reason that's why i asked the question that's why i give you that answer makes sense let's go uh,
0: wrapping that up give us again you so you went out you found the board from your that's initial good. meeting so you, I, you put I out network, the call, right? I
1: network. I made a ton of calls. You personally made a ton of calls? You, you from, ton of calls yeah, before the first meeting? That's called network. Oh, right. uh, after the first meeting. So, how the first, I got so you, you've list.
0: done the first meeting, you just put it out there? In 1999 there was I social I, media, what did you do? I got names you, and numbers. And you called people and I called
1: people and invited them to my house for for a steward committee. What is it called, stewardship?
0: No, I'm saying, how did you get them to the of the first, oh, the, the, you put on a program? Right. A presentation? Pre- yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you they came in, they it's saw it
0: me, in. So you understood that by doing this, you could find people that you thought would be part of It was of an
1: education name. presentation. And that was that was a stipulation from the interest, and that needs to be said. Right. If I wanted to promote an individual uh, uh, even not for profit, promote it, that that wasn't within their their mission. But the so we approached it like and, and, it, and it really was an educational experience for people in the community to help them understand what a land trust is and how it works.
0: Gotcha, that makes perfect sense then. So then you contact people after this who you thought were from the meeting, right? You, 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 you networked, you made your, and then you followed up with contacts. I, I invited him to my home. So, you, you called people and said, Hey, met you here. And da, 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 I, this very Mary coming to my house. Banks and I'm in
1: 959. Da, 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 come on out. We'll have a meeting and see if we can get this thing going. And uh, about a dozen of them come out.
0: And from there, you, and you formed some of them. Yeah, that, and from too. there, you formed. I mean, you can tell them if you want to. It's a
1: great story. We're not. It's Brian Gordy's one. Of them. Yeah, but it's amazing. I love Gordy. You know,
0: Jenny Gordy, I love you and all your family. Uh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And there, there were more people there. Uh, but one of the first things we did was, was to figure out a name. And I told him when I invited him to my home, one of the things I want you to do is to be thinking of a name for this land trust. So where does the red tail come from? That meeting at my house. Well, I thought you were
0: getting that of tail. So me. they came in.
1: So everybody came in with the ideas because I asked them to right. do it and they did it. And my idea was the red tailed hawk Land Conservancy of East Central Indiana. Pound, you know? It's like <laughs> hey, three Have you ever heard about the like Blank Brothers Bike Company? Urban too, many syllables. So. There's too many damn syllables. But and there were some other really good ideas. Too. Right. Uh, but then when I said that everybody kinda started laughing, but boy, this guy's full of shit. And so but then uh, wait a minute. Was there think? some people that thought you were full of shit? Of course. There's <laughs> some, there's one some people never stop thinking that. Right. But it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I covered it. You know, it might have been a little bunch of baloney, but it didn't taste all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but back to what I said, there's a question there, and I'm answering. What the hell was that question? Come on.
0: Let's yeah. Yeah, the, the question was <laughs> then you started recruiting the people to your house, and now you got to so de- de-
1: de- come up with the name. Yeah. And so after I said that sentence and a half long name, Timothy McBride. God rest his soul. He goes, You know, I was thinking about something like that too. Everybody goes, mm, timid. because he was, he was a timid guy. He wasn't a real talker. He goes, Guys, let me speak. speak. People
0: pay attention. Go on.
1: So he says, Oh, looky, come here. I got you something. I got your birthday present. Over there. right down the table, right there in front of you. I was wondering, what in the hell are you talking about? Over here. You no, you know, know, no, you no. Know, you know, this table. Just walk there. This table. The green thing. The gum? Happy birthday. Oh, my God. Do you know what? Do you know what? I was uh, literally coming here to see if they had gum. You know, Happy birthday gum. to you. Thank you so much. And so, Timothy. you trying to a Timothy McBride said. Timothy McBride said. I was thinking about something like that. And here's what I was thinking. And he went. The red tail can Stop. And it's was just like silence, like a pregnant sound, silence in a room. Like a pregnant silence. A silent. pregnant silence came over that room. And everybody, it, it sounded, the first time he said it, it sounded good. So finally, the first thing somebody said, I forget who it was, said something. What's the acronym Somebody goes, RTC. Cause you know it might be some, you know, Yeah, yeah, You know what mean? You know, RTC. So, okay. All in favor? I mean that that became that's how the names came. From. A
0: decision was made.
1: The red tail, the the word red tail, is part of the name of a species in hawk uh, of hawks. That birders use when they call it red tail. Well, red tail, you know that's how they that's yeah. It. That's I'm how, familiar with birders, dude, you know yeah. Some of my friends in Charles. You're not being a nature dude, you know. Not particularly. I'm not a bird. Red tail. No, 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 uh, I know you're not.
0: But I know birders.
1: You know. I do. <laughs> you have some very good friends that are birders, right? I do. Yeah, you know, one of the most pleasant things. I'll make this short. About be, working with a with this land trust and, and and protecting land, is that I had to learn all this natural science stuff. Like I learned which ones. Yeah. I had to learn which trees. Yep. I had, to, learn tree. I had to, learn to identify trees. So this Water wasn't fire. a skill set you had. I, I knew a little bit about, like I knew, everybody knows Robins and Cardinals, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a hawk, you know, what kind of hawk. Ian bad. Sanchez
0: uh, taught me this in Charleston, just like you I didn't know any of this, and some naturalists began yeah. to make me aware of all this going around was, me that I didn't it, it see.
1: Because, see, I, I was 50 years of age when I started right? So this is and one of the things gotten, as we wrap it up. I want as to get we're going long, long, I had to learn all this stuff, and it was. So at
0: fifty, advice. you had not had the skill sort of a na- you know the naturalist. No, not th- I had so, everything so, else. So how did not. you have the, have the guts to do that? Because there's people that don't have the guts to do their whole life, and here you find yourself. This is this goes back to being one of the most interesting men in the world. We're gonna let Barry end it off some stories from the Navy, <sighs> Cuba, uh,
1: wow.
0: maybe a fist. I gotta tell of Cuba. We're so, telling
1: fist fight yeah, so, the day.
0: So for, how did you make the jump and say, I'm in, this is my mission, right? That's
1: what I'm talking about. No, I When you got a I, mission. I, I, from- I, I know the answer okay. to that question. Okay. What you got? The first thing I did, when I seriously considered if I was going to do it, is that in a very short, succinct question, I asked my partner, in life, my life partner, yeah me back. I told her, I said, I said to her, I said, Jimmy, mean, I think I want to start a land trust. Well, we're in bed. We're sitting. I've been reading this book and stuff. She's reading books and stuff. And she goes, Well, if that's what you want to do. That's all encouragement. That's all the encouragement That's too. All, but, front, but that's important. It's so important. I have to say, because I have to, to, to vocalize that question to your life partner. That's the first step. And then you gotta go, oh shit, okay, now I gotta do this. And quite frankly, and, and I can I, 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 can verify this, I had that book, and I just went chapter one, page one, okay, do this, call a meeting, Yeah. And I called a meeting, and I went through that yeah. book, I, nobody stopped me. I tell the story Nobody often. stopped me. Do you know how I got involved
0: in the Doc's deal, Doc's musical? Yeah, God, and a you've told
1: me that, but that is an interesting I story. I read a book,
0: how to, buy a business with no money down. It's like you said, right? I just start on page one, chapter one. Sure enough. That's exactly right. How to do things books are amazing tools, and if you're out there, so, don't let nah, anybody shame uh, you. Uh, anybody anybody that's ever nah. done anything would never shame you for educating yourself, so fuck them, don't let them, edu- don't let them make you feel like that.
1: <laughs> that's exactly it's right. True,
0: you know? Go out there and learn and, and pay some dues, and how to book's a great place to start, because there's knowledge in there you don't have, that I don't know about you, but. Probably
1: reading no, books, exactly. like it. it's like you read and go, "Oh, I knew that," but you never think about. It. And it gives you an order in which to do them. Yes, and that's right. very important. Right, it does. that is very important. Right, it is a strategic plan in, in a book. But you got to
0: come back and do them. It's do a strategic right. plan in a book. That's right. So basically, for twenty bucks, I asked you how much you bought the book for. How much? Yeah, right? it, it was so less like, than
1: that. But a lot less.
0: For twenty dollars, you're buying a thousand dollar to ten thousand, hundred thousand dollar. Business. Plan. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Barry and I both prove it. I wouldn't have Barry on here if I thought any hey, of this story was a bunch of bullshit. Look it up fortheland.org. That's right. You can learn more about the land conservation. <laughs> so, I say he's the most interesting man in the world because like we've said, sailor, you've been under the sea up in Russia
1: in a submarine. I have. You've been in Cuban harbors in a submarine. I have been there too. Yes, sir. So, so to end I've those, been in the middle of a Rusky war game. In the Eastern Med before. When you when you say that, because <laughs> right, we're going that's back. I'm exactly, a kid, I mean, of, the, I'm a kid of the
0: 80s, right, Ronald Reagan. So I know the Ruskies and war games, but maybe a kid today, 22 out there, yeah. thinking doesn't know this, See, this. What is the
1: Ruskies and the war? I games? Told, in, right, I was told that's right. What does that mean? I know. I'm gonna what? tell you. I, I was told not too long ago, like maybe 15, 20 years ago, I was a veteran of the Cold War. And I, yeah, and I'm going like I was serious, and he thanked me for being. It. I'm going, and I, so I started thinking, and I was. Cold War was pretty much everybody thought, well, people taking pictures and da da da, and they're all arguing and all the thing. But what was actually going on was a whole shitload of espionage, and and how they collected, how they and we, and collected, they and the Russian collected yeah. collected. Actually, the Soviet Union back then, that, yeah. Collected. Right. That's exactly right. Collected their espionage, their intel. They call it. Yeah. Well, one of the vehicles for doing that was a freaking fast attack submarine because you could stick, you could get a, a, a periscope up above, and it had it was like just big around it like this, and had a lens to it. It also had all these uh, high tech antennas inside, and you could listen to that if you wanted to, and you could either, you could get and uh, you could be down below. And so they stuck those they stuck those boats into harbors to take pictures and collect intelligence. That's
0: what it says. Been, a,
1: lot, a lot of it. See, and you're I in a submarine under
0: in a harbor in Russia. And Cuba. In Cuba, collecting data.
1: Yeah. And they're doing the Intel. same. Yeah.
0: Well, one of my favorites, one time you said you and a Russian boat actually got very close, right?
1: Well, when we, were, we went down to Cuba, because they, they had a trawler, a rusky trawler in there that uh, had some missiles. And it wasn't the Cuban Missile Crisis. This was just everyday fucking bullshit. But they were unloading. And, and our boys wanted to see what the hell they were doing. So they sent us down there. And after a few days, we actually ended up being on site for three months. And it was, it was- uh,
0: You didn't leave the submarine for three months.
1: Uh, what, what water were you in? Uh, Caribbean. Looking at Cuba. Looking in Cuba, on the south coast of Cuba. And, uh, and they knew you were there? They found out we were there. And so we were going in one time, this harbor is kind of an open harbor. And the, the pier with, with the warehouse was over here. And this harbor was like this. And we'd come in from the seaward side and swoop into this harbor deep, and we go out and we oh, do hard report and come back around. And we got our telescope inside looking at this at that trawler, and so one times we was approaching it, and we got a bogey on the sonar, and they report and go, "What the? What have we got? A bogey? We got whatever." whatever I, you know, What's a bogey? A bogey is a mark on a sonar screen that you don't know quite what it is yet. As, but it it sum- turns out, it As it turns out it As it turns out it wasn't it was a rusky submarine. And we played cat and mouse with that submarine for weeks and weeks. Because they and we would start we would start coming in that harbor and he'd be over here. And we'd we'd be tracking him. He's he's out he's out flanking us and he would he would run between us and the goddamn harbour. And we knew, we seen I mean, him and he's seeing us and we're over here and we know where he is and he knows, it. and we're going, holy shit. And we'd have to turn off because we couldn't run into him. We didn't want to get, you know, all that. And so he kept, he started doing it. And we'd have to peel off and head back out, go hard to starboard, yeah. well, hard What do you forward. think
0: they're thinking that- uh, They don't want us in that goddamn army. Well, I get that, but what makes you think that the US gives a shit, right? I mean, if you're in Russia, in the core, why do you think that they think they can flank you, right? And obviously it was the right call on both sides. So you guys had the good sense not to go. What the hell made them think you wouldn't just say, fuck it, ramble," right? Boys, well, because, uh, no, that's
1: not a bad question. I hope no, not, because that's what not I want. a weird question. Because I would think, hey, boys, we no, you're not going to flank well, us. Well, because there would be there would be a major loss of life. The possibility but so for them too. That's losing what I'm saying. so they're going out there and going hey well we didn't want it we didn't want to lose lives we were collecting intel but see, the thing of it is it's like you continue on that thought when they would when they would cut us off and we'd go hard to port and come back, we would go back out in the open ocean and they'd have to go on by it too so we would be like you're seeing my uh, buzzards when you come up on when they got a you got a dead animal on the road and you cut, and they go off, you know, Yeah. and then you come back and you look up in your mirror and they just go off and come back and come right back in. Well, see, that was one of the moves we would do. We'd go off, and we'd go down a little bit and they'd lose us and we'd drink and bag ass, we'd turn back around and go right back in and they was out there looking for us. When I say the most
0: interesting in the world, and you did this <laughs> in summer, how old were you then? Uh, about 19. How old are you now? 71 so you were 19 years old playing cat and mouse to Russians in the Cuba, Cuba.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a... yeah okay yeah you you, exactly. got, you got a few other I'm stories. I'm a veteran of the Cold War back to that
0: you got a few other stories I probably shouldn't tell on the cast that we've enjoyed yeah. sharing over the years yeah but there's one more i would love oh, for, okay for you to tell okay uh again i say the most interesting man in the world i have uh, barry banks come and he did a weekend in charleston with us with the band at the fm studio charleston he played down in folly um tommy condens of Fo- uh, planet follywood barry is also a troubadour amongst the many things like i said you worked for neutron jack welch I did. You know Gee, why they called is. him
1: Neutron Jack? You didn't recognize him. Oh, uh, I didn't. Said it. no I didn't call him that. Yeah, but no, do you know why they called him that? I did. Yeah, he'd blow the shit up if he didn't. Plus, he—they built nuclear reactors. Well, that's not what I heard, but that's just possible. He's probably no yeah.
0: So Neutron Jack, when the downsizing movement came in, if Neutron Jack came in, it meant no, right? Exactly there
1: were right. people. Yeah, people were gone. And that's why I, I love you. Well, that's a corporate. That's almost a. That became a standard terminology. Well, the gee,
0: sets world. the had for a hundred years down there probably set the standard often in, corporate did, in the
1: corporate world, right? Sure did. I mean, you know, they are... They, they actually invented and produced and copyrighted the first uh, miniature uh, fluorescent bulb. Did you know that? I did not
0: know a general yeah,
1: yeah, in the 80s, mid-early 80s, they were working on it right up in Milo Park. Milo Park. No, or Nilo, Nilo Park,
0: that's a That's Cleveland. Menlo Park's New Jersey. I thought maybe that was the Thomas Edison place. Nilo. that—that you know it that is the Thomas Edison yeah. place. Is that it's Menlo? It's Park? Menlo Park, New Jersey. So the, the back of Nilo. here is our Menlo Park. And the Plank Brothers is our Menlo Park. That's what we're building. And here we will craft the future that we want to see. I hear you. So I want to hear one more story from you. One of my favorites, if you want a good kick here, about you and your... Captain
1: getting in the fisticuffs. The cob. The cob. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, were out, we were operating out of, uh, I think, Rhoda. I might've told you St. Croix, but I think this happened in Rhoda, Spain. Mm-hmm. And we went out on Liberty and we went into these, these bars, these slanky, you know, slimy bars, and, and trying to get drunk and laid. Do you know, who said you're a
0: 19-year-old sailor? a 19-year-old sailor. Uh
1: 1968, 67, right. 68, 69. And so uh we were in this one place and we sat down, we looked across the way, and there was the cop chief of the boat, senior enlisted men on our man on our boat. We sit over with some of his buddies. And so we're going, hey cop, what are you doing? He says, Yeah, come on over here. It's me and one of my buddies, Brian, Brian Bowler. Barry Banks and Brian Bowden. B.O. Alley Weiss in Cincinnati. So we go over and sit down. And we're talking, drinking and shit, and sizing up the place. And we said, look, at what's Brocious doing over there? And it was just shipmate of ours. He was a dumbass. He was, he was not social. He was socially retarded, exactly. He was a pretty good mechanic, but that's about it for Brocious. Well, he was sitting in a corner booth. Had three or four babes sitting around him, and these and these uh, Spanish dudes were starting to gather around. And the chief said, and we started saying, Oh shit, look, at bro, she's gonna get beat up again, that dumbass. And so Chief says, Cobb says, I don't worry about it guys, I can kick anybody's ass in this bar. And I said to the chief, oh yeah, present company excluded, right? He goes, no am on we're gonna have to get back to that and so we did later we just let it go i said it and i meant it. you know he's an old fart you tell me get my ass you're gonna have to do it. and so we we just stayed in that bar real late of course in and out is fun and then we went out to this other joint out on the plains, it had been raining and stuff, you know, And there's this other uh, stucco, low roadhouse looking place. And we went out there and drank some more, of course, till the early morning. And we're sitting out there drinking and talking to Cobb, and Cobb says, you remember what we were talking about back at that other joint there? I said, yeah, you said you kicked my ass. And I said, you couldn't do it. He says, we want to step outside and just find out. I go, yeah, okay, let's go step out." So we did, and I had this really nice jacket on. I got a nice jacket on now. I bought this here. At the common market, it's true. And I said, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, we're outside. It's all muddy and grassy and shit. I said, hey, let me take this coat off. And so I, I I took the coat off and I put it over something. And I took her out and he fucking nailed me right between the eyes really hard and busted, busted. And it just busted, went all the way down the boat and just cut me right across there. But it didn't knock me out. And I grabbed him and we went down in the mud and the grass and shit, we're wrestling and scratching and yelling stuff. And before we got up, (coughs) some of our other shipmates were privy to what, you know, so fucked they're out there. And they came out and they pulled us apart. And we were all, I had blood running down both sides because he had, They'll be. and so he told me later, he said, Look, Max, let me tell you something. You gonna get it in five. You I always get the first punch. Yeah. We talked what got us on this the other
0: day, is my I told you about my dad's you know advice for me you usually son who throws the first punch
1: wins. That's right. That's right. They're short. sure. The, they don't last a long time. Yeah, he said that so stuff we, you see on T V, it's, it's not a wrestling that's match. It. That's baloney. <laughs> so 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 then so we coach, coach yeah. The cop told me that. He also said, okay, look son, sailor, whatever the fuck he called me. He says, we get back to the boat. We can't, we gotta have a story because we can't tell people like you're, obviously I'd been in a fight and he was scratched up pretty bad too. So he says, here's what we're gonna tell him. We're gonna tell him you and I and Brocious and he's all, we got in a big fight with a bunch of Spanish dudes, okay? I'm going, yeah, I don't care well, and I didn't really think too much about it at the time, but if we were back and it got around it, he and I were scrapping, <laughs> that not only would I be in trouble, but he would be in trouble too. He would be in more trouble than me because I was just a freaking radio man. You know? So yeah, you would have been a
0: big Joe b right? if Somebody would have been fist, <laughs> his
1: fist to his But he dropped you. Yeah, he, he knocked me down, but he didn't knock me out. <laughs> he's... Because I got back, I'm scrambling. And he went after me, and I had him, and I fucking turned him over. You know, because I wasn't done. I wasn't even phased. I just got caught. I got yeah. nailed. Yeah, you're the old
0: an animal. You've been hit the nose before, haven't you?
1: It hurts like hell. So <laughs> then we got back to the pier. It was like, it was almost readily. It wasn't quite readily, and that's important. And you know why. Because it was like we got a cab back to the, to the gate. and we went in, and we were walking down the pier to the boat. Here's a cheat. He's all muddy and dirty. I got this nice jacket on, but the rest of me is muddy and dirty. I'm still cut like hell, oh, I got this deep cut. And so we're walking down, as we start walking down the pier, as another taxi pulled up, there was some of the other guys on our boat as doing the same thing that we're doing, is out drinking on that. They're getting back just before Mustard. And so they caught up, we let him come and say, Hey, well you got Jennings and all them guys. And he says so. He said, what the hell happened to you? Cobb says. Oh, yeah, Banks thought he could kick my ass. I had to show him. A- I said, hold it, hold it, hold it, Cobb. I thought we had a story on this. He goes, oh, yeah, he said, give me shit. And I I, I launched from about five foot away and just get a fucking haymaker. Put your jaw in, it. I won't get you. I put my, I put a. Right to it was like about a five foot punch. It was Hollywood man. And he was didn't he didn't know it was coming. And I got it there and knocked his ass down. And people are going, they go, What? We're, we're on the goddamn pier? We're like fifty yards from the boat and I just knocked the fucking cob down. And I started to go after him. And actually I was yelling at him, I was kicking him and shit, and yelling at him, telling him to get the fuck up. And my buddy, Brian Bowling, he dragged my ass back to the boat. And on the way back to the boat, they started collars. You have to stand and, you know. And so I'm going, hey, we got to do collars. He said, shut the fuck up, next. And he dragged my ass back on the boat and stuck me down the, and said, no, you just stay the fuck down, there. And I started understanding once I came down. But the Cobb told me that. Cobb told me, and he pissed me off again because he did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. First goddamn shipmate, he saw, he started talking his version of the fight. <laughs> and I said, hey. When I tell you the most interesting <laughs> man in the
0: world, that's <laughs> why. And uh, I suppose that's where, you find you find the courage, right, to, to try new things in life. You've seen, right? It's any advice, you to, any advice yeah. for somebody on a mission, for that, I mean, to pull the, the trigger, to do what they yeah. need to do. Yeah, I, I got. I know the answer.
1: What you got? You have to have. You got to define this term. You have to have courage, and you can define courage as the ability to function at a high level in spite of fear.
0: Say it one more time. I like that. Wind we'll it off. Right you have
1: here. to. You have to be able to function on a high level in spite of fear. You know, you're not fearless.
0: Right. right. What, you what, just
1: put the fear
0: aside. So, what gives, gives you? Fear what, what you what, so what's your best advice for? You? Where do you find the courage to do that?
1: It comes from experience. Comes from your family comes from the you knowing what you're capable of doing confidence if you have confidence that you can accomplish a mission and you understand a mission you know and you have confidence that you can do it that'll give you the courage to do it
0: it's true it, right it's the old that according to your faith so shall it be thoughts become things right and uh if man can conceive it and believe it, man can achieve it. And by that, they mean humankind. Banks, thanks for doing my show with me. I wanted you to share this information. and I, I always enjoy the stories. And I would give anything to have caught you and this captain in a of Cobb. This cob and watching him blast your ass. I would love to see him Just uh, come out the door swinging. I went down like a hey, sack of hey, potatoes. You know, you, you did not get up off the ground as naive a 19-year-old as a kid to hit it, did you? I didn't get
1: out. I was pulled up off the ground, but I didn't stop fighting. <laughs>
0: you weren't as naive. And you yes. were not
1: as naive as you was a while ago.
0: Hey, for old Cobb, right? The Good Cobb.
1: yeah